The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We are live at Primo Designs, and a gentleman who works for Curtis Roberts. Good morning. How are you? You're going to do better when I get that mic on. Now, how are you? My bad. <laughs> I'm doing better. Thank you. What do you do here at Primo? Um, I do whatever my boss here asks me to do. <laughs> um, if it's pull shirts, learn from these guys. Um, a lot of hard work. How did you and Lynn Namovich ever cross paths? I was working for a company called Spark. I know. Very familiar with Spark. And yes. I was known as a job coach. And I was job coaching one of the individuals who um, works for Lynn. Okay. And Lynn saw my um, work ethic, uh, even though I didn't work here for him. But or is born and raised where for you? Where's home for you? Um, California. What part in particular? L.A. area or a little further north? Um, Northern California, I'd say. South, yeah. south of the South Bay of South of San Francisco area, right in there. Yeah, Mil, that, Mill Valley. Mill Valley, absolutely. Very familiar with it. A little north of. Um, what'd you do for a living for a long time? Uh, did you have a job or two? I I did before um, before I went to prison. I was um, did plumbing for my father-in-law. Okay. Oh. How old were you when you went to prison for the first time? Around 26, 27. Do you remember what you did to be incarcerated? I do. Did you do it? No. You didn't? No. Not the first time. The first time? Yeah. Okay, tell me how and has that been, have you been exonerated on that first charge? Um, as far as the courts, no. Okay. But I think as far as um, one of the reasons why Governor Jerry Brown released me, I've been exonerated. How many years did you spend? 29 years. In San Quentin? In San Quentin. Every bit of it in San Quentin? N- uh, not all of it. They transfer you from one prison to another till they get you to the place you're settled. Um, when I went in in 1989, um, or when I got to 50 years, I was sentenced 50 years to life. Um, at that time, nobody was carrying those types of sentences, so they didn't know what to do with me. Um, you know, got even guys with murder cases got 25 to life. And here I came in with 50 years to what life. What did you do the last time that they put you in prison for 50 years to life? Um, I snatched two $20 bills off the top of a cash register. Um, no weapon. Nobody hurt. I was high on drugs and didn't want to stop. Two $20 bills, cash register. Yeah. You go to court, was there any doubt? Was an automatic sentence going to be handed down? Uh, I pled guilty. I pled guilty. I, I stood up and told the truth. Said the truth. Yeah. I took it. I did it. And the, the judge says, uh, you know, I got no recourse here. You, I got to give you the 50 years. Uh, I told him, I said, you, well, I want you to know one thing is um, the first time I came, I didn't do that. I said, and now I'm I'm stealing $40. He said he had no choice. Um, There was somebody that, some organization, tell me about that, took your case. And and tell me how that resulted. Some organization 
that we have one in Illinois that looks to see if people are innocent and shouldn't be in jail and so on. Give me a little history about yours. Well, the, I did petition the Innocence Project, and they didn't want my case because um, there was no DNA. So I just happened to cross paths with um, um, Stanford Law. Um, actually, the the professor who is at Stanford Law, his name is George Fisher. Okay. He's an ex-prosecutor teaching prosecutors to prosecute us okay <laughs> and so here they are coming through san quentin and um they're touring they're got they're taking a tour of san quentin and so the administration said hey curtis you like would you like to speak to him so i did so as soon as i told my story about um my claim of innocence he says hey i want to challenge you on that he said i'm not your attorney but i want to challenge your claim of innocence and the more that he got to looking into my story, the more he, he came to the prison about six months later and he says, I want to be your attorney. I'm going to get you out of here. And uh, that, that um, played a huge role in my release. Of course, he, 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 he doesn't receive the credit. Um, that's, just, that's him. That's just George Fisher. He doesn't want to receive the credit for my release. How did you survive 29 years in prison? What strength did you rely on? What, hmm. How did you do it? I mean, that to me is remarkable. And knowing that you were there unjustly, you, you didn't do the first one. You did admit taking the $40. And yet, how did you survive? Well, uh, one of the... The compelling factors for me that really helped was two things. One, um, I didn't want um, a goal I had for my own personal being is I didn't want my sentence to dictate my behavior. Um, and I actually I wanted to prove everybody was wrong. I'm not the violent convicted felon that you have locked up. And um, I was put in situations inside the prison where I was told I had to stab this person or I had to stab this child molester. Hello? And I refused. Who told you? Other inmates? Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to, So why did they choose you to do it? Uh, skin color is um, a very controlling factor in there um, because I'm white so the white inmates want to dictate their white people and me being uh, who I am. And they s tried to put a knife in my hand and said, that's a child molester. You need to go stab him. And I said, no. And they said to me, they said, from this point on, you are no longer under our protection. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Was it, were there some, without going into detail, were there some things that happened to you that had you been under their protection yes. wouldn't have happened yes so how do you survive that mentally how do you survive do you ever think about going back and say okay who else you need taken out i gotta have some protection uh no there was no i would have rather died in my integrity than live a lie and the lie was that I, i'm a violent person that's the lie i'm not gonna i i would i really the reason I went to San Quentin because people die there, and I, I I wanted to be one of them.
I didn't want to live 50 years among these guys. I didn't. What was it like when you walked out? Shock. Um, I remember... It Had was... you ever been out at all outside those prison walls during that 29 years? Like maybe no. for a death or a relative or nothing. No, you don't... were inside those, those prison walls for 29 years yeah. for a crime. A, you didn't commit, number one. Number two, you did. You stole $40. Yeah, they don't let you out anymore, especially a guy with 50 years to life. They don't let you out inside those walls. Um, I will tell you this, that, um, you know, a lot of good people came along on my side to help me. Um, one you guys may know of, this is a sports show. Um, I got interviewed by Bryant Gumbel. Okay. He came to San Quentin to interview me. Um, so he, he, he aired that on his HBO show. Um, you know, I got interviewed by Ted Koppel, um, ESPN magazine. Um, it, it was a lot of good people helped me to get where I'm at today. And they deserve the credit, not me. Could you ever trust any of your fellow inmates? Did you ever develop a relationship with one where you felt comfortable with that they were a friend or you couldn't you couldn't do that? He's checking with his attorney. <laughs> Don't go there. Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, tell me about the book. Um, the book is titled Sentence to Life. Um, I I didn't really write it. I told my stories. Okay. Um, Taryn Hutchinson is really the writer. She she deserves the credit. Um, the book is is raw. It's um tells us the way it is. I, I I said to her, and we wrestled over a lot of this stuff. I said, if we're gonna say it, say it. You know why sugarcoat it? And um, uh, some of the people that have read it, they, you know, it it hits. It hit. It's gonna hit home. And um, I think that's what. Um, two things that are very powerful in the book that I overcame. One was drug addiction. Two was suicide. I tried to commit suicide four different times while in prison. And right now, in our high schools, drug uh, abuse and suicide is at an all-time high. And when I go to speak at schools, that's one of the things that kids are asking me. Curtis, give us a reason not to commit suicide. You know what I tell them? I tell them you're looking at them. I said, one day I had 50 years to life. The next, I don't. How long you been out? Um, I got released. Um, if, if I may briefly back up one second. I've got about a minute or two, but go ahead. Please, I will. Please um, take all the time you need. We'll bring you back next half hour if we need to. On Christmas Eve, uh, the governor, Jerry Brown, um, his office called San Quentin, called the warden and said, bring in Curtis. That was on Christmas Eve of 2018. And it was during that phone call that the governor says, um, I've just signed your release. You're going home in five days. Um, I don't remember leaving the office <laughs> at all. Total shock. And um, I got released on December 31st of 2018. So I haven't been out a whole bunch of time. One of these days, we're going to have Linda Mavich bring you in studio. Will you do that for me? 
have you survived this okay? Uh, you were not. You were a little concerned about the interview. Yeah. You did fantastic, man. Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.